From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week at Nintendo Main, Nintendo is doing Mar 10 right this year. Well, mostly. And I have the perfect idea for the next Nintendo system. I've been waiting years to play Dead Cells, even after I bought it. Let's make it a Mario day. even make a mario day i definitely haven't well this year i guess i'm making mario day welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 361 we are your hosts i'm trey shroom chuckas johnson i'm jeremy yokusamus mikowski and i'm john give me toilet paper knitter yeah you got that game i did i'm glad you got it because i considered buying it for the podcast but it looks so ridiculous that just part of me thought maybe you would have got it Oh, I got it right away. Before I even read anything beyond just that the headline that I saw, I wanted to get get that game. I didn't read any reviews or anything. I just went and dropped the five bucks on it right on my phone immediately after reading the headline that there was a game that required a use of a toilet paper roll. Yep. Well, why don't we uh, start off our show as we normally do and talk about what we got and what we've been playing. And we could talk about this mysterious toilet paper game that you're already talking about. So I want to know, do you have to play it on the floor? Like, do you, like, roll it around on a flat surface? Like, how does it work? So the game, when you start it up, it, it immediately tells you this is what you're going to need. You're going to need a roll of toilet paper. You're going to need a board, and you're going to need some loose toilet paper. What, you, what it wants you to do is put your Joy-Con inside the toilet paper roll and then put the extra loose toilet paper, stuff it inside so that the Joy-Con can't move around inside the roll. <laughs> oh, so it is waste. So it is wasting toilet paper. I was afraid it is of that. A little bit. I was like, I was like, you know, uh, it's not the pandemic anymore, but it's like, you know, uh, we only got so much toilet paper. Like, I don't, you know. You just use the one. Just, just save that little bit and use it again and again. And then you also have to use a board of some kind. So you, it suggests like a piece of cardboard. Definitely don't but have I boards use... laying around. I, I grabbed a cutting board and that worked. Just I was fine. wondering, yeah, the cutting board's what I thought. Oh sure, yeah. I was wondering yeah. if you needed like if you need like a ground surface because you have to like roll it right. So you need you yeah. probably need to like play on the ground or something like that. Made it sound more complicated. You need to have control of the surface. Yeah, you need to have control of the surface. So this game is called Give Me Toilet Paper. It's five dollars, and the whole thing is for five dollars uh, plus toilet paper. The cost of a roll of toilet plus paper. toilet paper. Yeah, so yes. it's not just $5. It's $5 plus and Plus the cost of paper. that little tiny bit that you have to rip off. Well, you have to own paper. toilet paper also. So Yes, you have to own toilet paper. So yeah, it is sort of to, a... You, you have know, to have a roll of toilet paper. Upper yeah, I class tried, game. I tried putting you know, a bidet in there. It didn't work. I'm just saying you will. If you don't have toilet paper to spare, then... then uh, they forgot the second fit. half of that quote, or give me death. <laughs> or give me death. Give me toilet uh, paper well, or give me um the, the rights to wherever that uh guy was sitting. You know the thing that you used to wipe your butt from Zelda? The deed? What is it? The Deku, oh, yeah, the the deku deed. deed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to uh, help this dude out who is on the toilet and he's out of toilet paper. And in every level, uh, the toilet paper starts at the top of the wall 
uh, he's down at, there at the bottom, right? You got to get the roll from top to the bottom, but there's all kinds of obstacles in the way, like, you know, ramps and spikes and uh, lasers and all kinds of ridiculous things. And it starts out simple and it just kind of goes wackier from there. It's, you know, it's my kind of, my, my kind of game. I like these wacky physics based games and uh, I, I just, it has the sense of humor that I, that I like. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. So yes, you do have to put it on. You put your roll on your board of choice. Cutting board is a good option. And then you have to tilt the board back and forth. And that's how, how uh, you control the whole game is, you know, your joy cons rolling around and, and it knows where the toilet paper is going in the game. Now I found that, you know, just as well, because my, my cutting board was a little bit short. There's some, there's some, there's, there's some level of calibration to the game where you can adjust how fast the, the roll moves in response to the Joy-Con spinning around. You know, I got that as, as good as I, as I could, but I felt like, you know, I just don't have a board that's long enough. So instead, here's another option that, that works. I have a coffee table. I just set it on the coffee table, and I was batting the roll back and forth like a cat. <laughs> and that worked fine for me. I mean, but you're, are you supposed to move it like a, like a whatever? Like a, you're supposed, well, you're supposed, you're supposed to like tilt a gravity, it. That's, that's gravity the, marble thing. That's the proper way to play the game. But there's no like, like in, in the game that, you know, there's no like teeter tottering board in the game that, you know, um, that you're trying to like sync up. You're either just going you're left or right. right. Correct. You're, yeah. roll, you're rolling left and right. So you can do like I did just put it on your coffee table and roll the toilet paper back and forth. But that yeah, that that was a lot of fun, and it's more uh, uh, it's more fun than than it has any right to be for such a simple idea. I think it was well worth the five dollars, and I'll go back to it now. I'll I'll have to like, keep a toilet paper roll next to my switch at all times, just in case. Just... So I have two funny ideas about someone owning mm-hmm. this game. Okay. Idea one: they're playing the game on the toilet, mm-hmm. and they're using their last roll of toilet paper to play the game as they're sitting on the toilet. And they mm-hmm. just don't ever get off the toilet because they can't like take their controller off to wipe the That's it. Like, the controller. So they just like are stuck on the toilet forever. Forever. Yeah. Like lest they lose the game. That's definitely yeah. uh, the funnest way to play it. Is to and be then, uh, stuck on a toilet forever afterwards. Or during, yeah. I guess. Because you can't stop. Uh, I forgot what my other idea was. It wasn't that good. That was the, Oh, my other idea was somebody who doesn't want to put it on the board. So they rig up some sort of device that they can use a controller to control this thing that's rolling the toilet paper roll, but it, ultimately they're still just controlling the game with the controller at that point. That could work too. So try to make it to where it controls with the regular controller and not. Yeah, the but but you actually have the feedback of watching the roll. Yeah. At the same time. I mean, I think a part of the fun is uh, not using a controller, is using a toilet paper to. But you don't yeah. actually have to like pull pieces off the toilet paper, right? You just nope. all you do is roll it. No, you just. Do you roll think it you around. could use a roll of paper towels? I think you could use roll of paper towels. Any other roll type thing. Would be fine. Maybe not baby wipes. Maybe not ba- a little too wet. Gonna short out your Joy-Con. You could probably take like just the cardboard middle part and just put your Joy-Con in there, and just use the cardboard thing without the outside. Yeah, but the guy's out of toilet it. paper, so when the roll gets down to him, he's still gonna have nothing. Yeah, but the game will think that you have toilet paper. It'll never true. know because it's all it has to do is roll, and it'll still roll. That's true. Yeah, I actually thought this game like I'm surprised. Uh, it, it seems like it could be a Labo thing. You know, Nintendo could have uh, snatched this up as like Labo DLC or something. <laughs> like you make toilet paper out of cardboard and then you put a right. <laughs> and then you put your thing in there. Yeah, I think Nintendo's done with Labo. I mean, I think they've been done with Labo for a while. Like they're just kind of like out of here. We haven't seen Labo for quite some time. Not since the uh, since the amazing uh, VR 
set. I like to think this game was developed by somebody who was experiencing like the extreme toilet paper shortage during the pandemic, and they were like, "Oh, the things I used to take for granted, like toilet paper, I haven't seen that in years." Well, you know what? Someday you'll be able to use toilet paper as a controller because we'll have so much of it. And, then, and he was know, out of it. And... It was like a story of like, yeah, you know, like you want to have an abundance of something, even in excess, if you don't need it when you don't have he, anything. He happened to be on the toilet with his switch when yeah. he was out. He's like, oh, idea. I mean, maybe no, it was yeah. like uh, maybe when they were a kid, they just uh, played with toilet paper and moved it around on a board. And they're like, game idea. That's all. It that takes. was his whole his whole dream. That's all it takes. Dream accomplished. I want to say too that the music is way better than it has any right to be. It's very catchy. I don't know if it's quite Katamari level, but but it has that sort of surprise factor. Like, oh, I'm actually like enjoying this music. And it's not like uh, it's not like toilet related. It's not like a Conker's theme where it's all farts and stuff like that. It's not a no. It's just like lo-fi synth pop that kind of stuff. Just catchy beats. Yeah, no, I was I was interested in it. I was just real confused about the toilet paper thing, and I wasn't sure if I was uh, prepared to sacrifice any toilet paper. I still have trauma from a uh, 2020 toilet paper shortage. Mm-hmm. Not that we ever had it. We never didn't have toilet paper because Jess was like way ahead on Same. that. But still, we have a ton of toilet paper, and I just don't want to get rid of any of it. It's like keep it, I keep it forever. It'll I think it's be there. well worth five bucks in a roll. Yeah, I thought about it, but I ended up getting a different thing, which uh, Jeremy also got. Is there anything else you want to say about toilet paper? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you don't feel like you flushed your money down the toilet? Nope. Not a waste. And that's the game, not just toilet paper in general. (laughs) I was like, what else would you say about toilet paper? It's great. You ever tried it? It's wonderful. It's got nothing on bidets, but, you know, hopefully we'll get there eventually. Maybe in the sequel. But, yeah, it's. um, I guess this this episode will be posting on uh, Mario Day, on Mar-10 Day. And, you know, Nintendo actually finally, like, did some shit for Mar-10. Yeah. They actually have they stuff a real like, official commercial. happening right now. I mean, stuff is already happening. Like, we got new, like, right after the last episode, after we were done with last week's episode, like, like Shadow Drop, pretty much. Like, right after that, they, 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 they put out a YouTube video showing all of the Mario Kart courses, and they just came out today. They just came out, like, two hours ago. So, we played them. Jess and I, we played through them. And they're, you know, they're all right. I think there's way too many tour ones this time. There's three in this one instead of just two. Most of them have two. This has three. I'm like, come on. You're getting a little pushy with the with the Mario Kart Tour courses, I think. You know, they're fine, but it's like, I don't know. I think you just keep it to two. That's the limit. Let's not do three again. But I think the main, the main crowning achievement of it is that it has a brand new, completely brand new Yoshi's Island level. And that's pretty cool. Like, they have the music's all different. Like, it sounds like the Yoshi's Island music. And even when you, like, finish the Grand Prix, it does, like, a, the regular Grand Prix song is done different. Like, with the horns like from the yoshi game and the coins even have yoshi's face on them in the in the level and i like that when they change everything like when you played the hyrule level and like the coins turn into rupees or or like mm-hmm. the f-zero one where there are no coins but you have to just go over the thing that recharges you and that's how you get your your coins that sort of thing and it's cool they have like uh there's shy guys walking around on stilts there's uh they have a uh, they have like the circle but you as far as i know you can't go through it but it has the circle with all the with all the smiley flowers you know that would that you go through at the mm-hmm. end of the yoshi level and it has the the clouds with the question marks on them floating around i wasn't able to hit him with the with the shell but i tried to because there's a part where you like go right past it where it like goes goes right under you and i was like Man. did you say there's a blarg oh there's a giant blarg there's a giant beautiful blarg in the background that you can see that's so cool it's very big and it looks very cool it's like a big giant blue blarg and also uh i played it i played it as birdo because Birdo is in there, and Birdo has many different colors. You can be Black Birdo, but you never knew that Black Birdo existed. But it does. It's in the game. And what and what wow. else is cool is they've actually added five, I think, five new 
question marks. So we have five new characters to look forward to in the next like two waves of Mario Kart. So that's cool because they said Birdo's only in the beginning. So they started a whole new row for Birdo. And then there's empty slots under there that just have question marks. So, so we're getting more, getting more characters that aren't in there yet. So I'm excited about oh, yeah. that. I'm personally looking forward to baby Birdo because we don't have enough babies in this game. We need, more, we need more baby characters. It'll just be an egg. There's already like 20 of them. We need like 30 more. I'm telling you, we need we need all the all the baby Bowsers, the baby Bowser Kooplings, put them in there. Baby Bowser, baby Jr. Rose Peach. There already is baby Daisy and Peach in there. But baby Rose Peach. Oh yeah, <laughs> baby Metal Peach, baby Metal Mario, baby Tanuki Mario, baby Splatoon person, baby Ink person, baby everything. Just babify everything. Did either of you get a chance to check out the new Mario Kart stuff? No, I saw. Uh, so I saw you and a couple of people who were on there an hour or two ago, and I booted it up, but it didn't show any new content. So maybe I needed to go main update it or something. Yeah, I was gonna. I was like, let's you know, let's play the courses before we before we record. And I realized that you had to like you had to make it update it. Like it wouldn't do it on its own. Like you had to press the start button and say download newest version, and then it did it. But they they dropped them at seven p.m. Like I forget who posted it, but it was posted like. Actually, I think I was posted from like uh, Nintendo of Japan or something like that. Posted the actual time of when it was happening because I knew it was going to happen before tomorrow, and it was seven o'clock on the dot. So, but you have to download it, and then it shows up, you know, as it normally does in there. Yeah, it's downloading. We played through them. I think some of the favorites, aside from the Yoshi's Island one, was the uh, the Game Boy Advance level is pretty cool. Like, it, I mean, it looks nothing like the actual Game Boy Advance level, but. It's pretty. It's like uh, it has. It's like a sunset. Like there's a lot of trees and stuff like that. Jess was really into the trees. Also, um, Mario Mario Circuit from uh, DS is on there, which I always like. Any of the DS courses, mm-hmm. and that was fun. one was fun. And the trees are big and pretty looking in that as well. So I had, I had fun with that. And it's a uh, you know the the city ones from the the phone one. They look cool. It's just uh, they're kind of confusing when you first play them because the the courses keep changing. But mm-hmm. there is but there is a lot of interesting stuff. Like you went like we went to like New Amsterdam and like you go underwater and there's like a big like tulip field that you go through and all this other and like there's a ton of like windmills in the background and that sort of thing which is pretty cool so i mean they look neat but but it's real it's real confusing on your first time where it's like uh where the fuck where do i go here and there was like i forget there was one where you do like a canal and you're like jumping off of these like boats like they have like uh oars in the water and there's like uh there's ramps and stuff Venice or something yeah there might be that one in there i don't know but we we had fun with it. It was fun to fuck around with, and and even though I normally don't play as like bigger characters, I normally play as the babies. Uh, Birdo was fun to play as because yeah, you can see all these different colors of Birdo that you didn't know existed. Green Birdo's cool, and I've played how many hours have I played a Mario Kart? I just realized that with Birdo, whenever you change Birdo's color, the color of the cart changes as well. I don't know if that does that with Yoshi, but like if you play as Black Birdo, you get like this badass like black. Like, the, the normal motorcycle that I use is, like, black with flames on it. And I was like, it never looked like that before. But it actually changed the skin, the skin of the of the motorcycle. So I was like, hey, that's cool. But, yeah, that's out now. I will be booting up Mario Kart right after the show to try those levels out. We can move on from that. There's another game that I got that Jeremy got, too. Do you want to talk about Dead Cells, that little sure. game? I don't have a whole lot to talk about. So, yeah, I will say initially... Um, I was just wondering you know, if you figured out how to play it because it's kind of i could i could understand it being a little bit like uh confusing like if you're kind of just trying to jump into it to do the castlevania stuff because i i haven't played it in a while and it took me a, a bit to like f- remember how to play the game again because i'm kind of like uh what do i do and i'm like and i was like in the middle of a game and you have to like start over to get to the castlevania stuff because that's in a whole different part you know so it's kind of like it can be kind of confusing yeah. if you haven't played it before 
So, so here's the thing. So I, I've been waiting to play Dead Cells for a long time. And for whatever reason, I just haven't gotten around to it because, in my opinion, it's just another indie game I'm never going to have time to play that I, I imagine it's wonderful, but I just... So I just didn't buy it. But now the Castlevania content, you know, especially it being Symphony of the Night really inspired me. So I bought it and I bought the dual pack that has the original game plus the Castlevania content. Thinking, hey, I'll be able to play the original game while I wait for the Castlevania content. Nope, I couldn't. It wouldn't let me play it because it had that DLC on it as part of the file. Or I don't know. I don't exactly know yeah, why. Yeah, it's really weird. I could not access the original like vanilla Dead Cells. So, um, so when I booted it up to play it, I had never played it before. I didn't know what the hell was happening. I was like, am I playing the Castlevania version now? But I ended up getting to the Castlevania content just by walking forward. I just kept walking and then I got to it. So <laughs> you got to find those stairs. Like that's what I realized is in order to find the Castlevania sta- the content, you find stairs that go downwards. So like every time you know, every time you restart the game or every time you die, everything gets remade. You know, because it's a roguelike, mm-hmm. and you still and and you and you can still find the stairs are still kind of relatively in the same place. They'll either be on like the lower left side or the lower right side. And all you have to do is find stairs going down, and they will take you to the Castlevania okay. world. So I thought maybe that might be kind of confusing for anybody who hasn't. Well, the first time before. you go, like Richter's yeah. there. Yeah, he like, he hey. talks to you. So I mean, it was pretty. And there's like a part like when you go by the stairs, like a big flock of bats go across the screen. Oh sure, yeah. So it, th- there was enough visual cues that I knew what was happening. I just didn't know for sure I was going to be going straight to the Castlevania stuff, or if it was going to be like, would you like to play Vanilla? dead cells or castlevania dead cells and i just ended up getting right into the castlevania stuff and not very far into it but i played i think i've died five or six times Mm. and it's i could see it being an addictive game especially once you start being able to manipulate like your starting weapons because then you would just be like coming out of the gate like destroying people and see and i don't know like if you eventually don't have to start at the very beginning after you die. I think you still have to start at the beginning no matter what. But the okay. but the, the cool thing about regular Dead Cells before the Castlevania stuff is that as you would go through it, you would find ways to like to warp. Teleport. Or like yeah. you could find like that you would get this stuff that would create like a slime ladder that you could climb to different places that would help you skip big parts of the game. Is that the stuff that says tickle? Possibly. Because I don't understand, it's like you walk up to this like pile of slime and you can tickle it, but nothing has happened. Yeah, I think that's it. You have to because you can get you can get like a thing that'll create a create like a ladder out of it, and then you can climb, and then you can go past a bunch of other stuff. So that's kind of how it works. Well, I see. I see the appeal in it. I mean, it's got a similar vibe to Hades, and that you just like keep dying over and over again. And that's true. You like do die over and over again. Much distorted like, Hades. like beast. Yeah, you like roll out of like. You're just like a blob of slime that inhabits like a dead body. But there is a certain point in the game where you see a pile of your own bodies. Yeah. Just kind of... <laughs> I think it's at the beginning there. Yeah, no, no. The, the idea of it is like, yeah, you, you collect these you collect these cells, the dead cells, and you use these cells to buy things that will help you get farther. Like, I don't know if you figured that out yet. When you go and you talk yeah. to the lady, you can spend money to get more potions. And like, you know, you can use the potions to refill your life. I have it to where you can use the potion three times, but I'm trying to get to where you can use the potion four times. Like you can build it up like that and you can, you know, I'm working on the second potion. You can build up other things that will make it easier for you. And as you're going through, you'll find what are called blueprints and blueprints. You know, when you die, you bring those back to the beginning and that allows you to unlock more weapons like through the blueprints, but it's still kind of random. And there's also, you can, you can, you can get stuff that'll help you keep more of your money. Like when you die. So then you can mm-hmm. use your money to upgrade your weapons. Like right at the beginning, like stuff like that. I've done all that. So I, uh, there's also these special doors that'll be like 
did you get to the level in X oh yeah, yeah. Time, or did you beat this many enemies in a row without getting hit there's different like qualifications each time and there, one of them was like uh beat it in under two minutes mm-hmm. i have played it enough times where i got there in less than two minutes and then got my uh you know i went in there and i got something like 30 cells or something it was crazy yeah yeah there's yeah there's doors that are like yeah when when you're going towards the the, the dracula castle uh there's a door that'll say like you know you can open it if you got here in less than two minutes. And there's another one that says you can open it if you got there in less than 30 seconds, which I never did that, but apparently you can do that too. So yeah. So you get, you get bonuses for getting to the castle part quickly and that sort of thing. But I got, I got to the castle. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I, it took me a while. Like I streamed it too, but I, but I was like, I'm streaming. And I was like, I obviously have no idea what I'm doing here. Like this, I look terrible. But uh, I, once I kind of figured it out, like once you get to Dracula's castle, you can like lower the gate and the gate will stay lowered all yeah. the time. So you don't have to lower it again, which is cool. Like stuff like that. And yeah, you go, you go to the gate, you go to the, to the castle. And then there's like an elevator that you basically take all the way up to the top. And then you go all the way to the right. And then you go to the actual castle to Dracula's whatever area. So I, I got all the way there. I got to Dracula's area. I went. I got through all of Dracula's area, and I got to the first boss, which is the death boss. And that boss is fucking hard as hell, and he beats the shit on me. And, I, and that's as far as I got. So I didn't it, even make it that far. But it's cool. It's got it's got the little mermaid uh, villain guys from Castlevania, and it's got the mm-hmm. uh, the possessed armors. Like you'll see a bunch of them in the, in, Dra- in the Dracula area, which they're really annoying, depending on what. Depending on how like you know how strong your weapons are or whatever, they can be really annoying. Mm-hmm. But there's different things you can get. Like, like I got like a a a, fro- a freeze a freezing move where I could like just freeze everybody and then kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that that really helped. And and you can get a whip. You know, you can get a Castlevania whip. You can find the blueprints to unlock like the throwing like the cross and like stuff. You know, different things that you've seen like holy water. Like, you can unlock like outfits that pertain to different characters from Castlevania. Like, I found Alucard and I found Alucard's shield. You know, that's a uh, I found that area. I found the lady with the cat. I don't remember her name, but I got this like cool like ghost cat that follows me around that you can just like just let it out and it'll just run around and attack people for you. Like that that was really cool. Was she the one from um the DS one, the third DS one? I thought the cat lady was from the uh Turbo Graphics game. Oh, okay. Because the second character that you could play as had a cat that would attack people. Okay. Which I can't remember what the name of that game is now. The one, you know, Dracula X. The actual version of that Rondo, Rondo Blood, Blood. Rondo, Rondo Blood, that one, yeah, because there's because there's a lady character that you play as. It's a little bit easier that has a cat with them. So I thought maybe it was it. I don't remember all the names of the characters and all that stuff. But yeah, the cat finding the cat in the game is a key, and you use the cat to open the door to find the lady, and then she'll give you her cat back, and you can use the cat as a weapon. The way it works, and it's the same thing. There'll, there'll be various keys that can open different doors where you can talk to different characters from Castlevania, and they will give you different items pertaining to whatever, you know, whatever they do. So that's kind of how it works. And I guess there's, I guess there's the, there's the death boss and there's Dracula and then there's another one after that, which I don't know what it is, but it's supposed to be a nice little surprise. I wonder if it's Legion. But we'll, we'll see how far I actually get in this game. I like Dead Cells. I just realized that I, that I suck it. I just suck at roguelike games and it's hard for me to yeah. stay, it's hard for me to stay focused on them for too long because you know, you have a really good run, and then you're back at the beginning again. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to play that again. There's like, a, I, so there's I like played a, like two hours of it, and then I'm dead. And I understand you unlock stuff, but it's still kind of like you still feel like you're starting over again. So the system is learning all new systems, you know, because there's like brutality and something, something. There's like three categories, mm-hmm. and then you're basically similar to Hades. I think this came first, but oh, you're yeah. picking um, by some perks. Years. Yeah, you pick perks perks based on those categories. 
they call them mutations. You do it at the beginning. Maybe eventually you unlock more mutations. I don't know, but yeah, you get well. You get the one. You get the mutation from the guy at the beginning there. And whenever, yeah. and when you get to the the end of the of the Dracula Castle or whatever, where you get to see those people again, you can choose another yeah. mutation. Is the way it works. But those brutality things and all that, the little scrolls that you get. What what I do, I don't really read what it says. I just choose whichever one gives me the highest health percentage. Right. And you can alternate between different ones. And like you know, they'll give you like seventy percent extra health or like fifty percent. And it'll depend on like how many you have of each category. So like you want to start off with the survival one which is like pertains to like getting health back from killing characters and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you do that first and you get 70%. And then if you do like brutality after that, the percentage will be higher than the green one is because you already have one green one. So it kind of like you want to try to like balance them all out and you want to make your health bar as big as you can, as quickly as you can. So then you can get farther. And then, and then every time you get to that checkpoint in between levels, you can refill your potions as well and refill all of your life to help you get to the next thing. That's, that's kind of how, that's kind of how it works. But those bosses are still pretty fucking annoying. And sometimes you get, you find like cursed items where I'm sure you ran into those. There's cursed items where like you'll get hit in one hit, but if you can make it through like a certain amount of people without getting hit, you'll get this really cool item. Like there's, there's like risk and reward stuff like that with it. It's kind of back and forth like that. I don't know. It's been a long time since I don't know when, like we just talked about it on our Patreon. Dead Cells had to be, had to have been like. 2018 or something like that it's been a long time since that game came yeah. out and you can do you can do you can get like a special like ultimate dead cells uh game that's called like i don't know torture me plenty or something like that and there's like four other dlcs that are on there i actually stumbled onto some of them before i figured out like that the castlevania stairs were all in the same place like i yeah. I, I, ma- I managed to find this other dlc and, I, and they're like well you can't go here because you didn't buy the dlc and i'm like oh okay but that, yeah, there's like four other things. There's other doors that you can go into. And those are all like $5 each. And they all have their own like separate things. So it's kind of cool how they had like the regular game. And they just really ad- added like extra doors for you to go to to find different stuff. But it's still like incorporated into the regular game. But it is annoying that because they did it like that, they wouldn't let you play it by itself on their, on its own. But I think it's a good, I mean, I think it's a good, pretty good, like, you know, uh, sort of sort of brainless, like, uh, just you know, throw a podcast on, like play it in the background, like good good editing podcasting type game, I think. And you just kind of just fuck around with it and hope that you get farther. I guess I don't know. Like I said, as much as I like roguelikes, it's hard for me to to stay on it for even like Hades that was so good. Like I still just couldn't. I don't know. After you play like after you play like an hour on one thing, I'm just like I don't want to do this anymore. I want to play something where uh where I get to where I feel like I'm actually progressing. And I know you do like somewhat in that. It just still didn't really feel like I was. So. We'll see. We'll see how how long that goes. But I'm glad that you got it. I think it's. I think you'll enjoy it. So I don't know. Just just kind of you know just fuck around with it in the background or whatever. Yeah, you know? just that's like, kind of uh, what I plan on doing. Just because it's it's more Castlevania content, and you know I don't know if we mentioned it, but there's a shit ton of Castlevania music in it too. So it's like fifty some songs on there, even though yeah, I've heard I've only heard like two. <laughs> like because when Smash added uh, Simon Belmont, they put like a shit ton of castlevania songs in there and so it's like they didn't it's put, like they that didn't put 50 Again. some though <laughs> not, not right. in smash brothers i think they put like five but uh yeah no i i played it for a good like you know i don't know like three or four hours and i only heard like three songs of castlevania so i don't know where those other ones are but it's it's still fun like it very much feels like it even though it's like a skin of castlevania on dead cells it still kind of feels like it you know and it has this has nice art style to it and you know they kind of there's little like commentaries on like you know, like you find like a 
you find you find like a fountain that has blood coming out of it and they're like oh yeah this fountain wouldn't be as cool if it didn't have blood coming out of it or it's like where's the blood coming mm-hmm. from like you know kind of like just poking fun at that sort of stuff it's it's cool i mean it's it's hard but uh it's fun to i'm not gonna lie the guy reminds me a little bit of earthworm jim because he's like he is kind of know, doesn't have a human head <laughs> yeah he's a, a little creature in a body. big in a big body yeah so he's kind of yeah. like earthworm jim where it's just like a big spacesuit. uh being being controlled by a little amoeba or whatever it is. And then it's got that tongue and cheek humor. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. You know, it was pretty. It was pretty damn cool for what it was. And uh, just playing Dead Cells again, it reminds me of uh, of all that of all the like rumor, all the review stuff and all that. Do you remember the dark days of IGN and Philip mm-hmm. Mewson and all that shit? Because <laughs> it was it was Dead Cells that that, that did him in. Yeah, well, he did yep. himself in for stealing somebody else's review, but still, I was like. Oh yeah, I forgot about all that shit. Kind of, kind of brought some of it back from, uh, from Dead Cells. So I wonder, wonder what he thinks about this Castlevania DLC. Oh, I don't give a shit what he thinks about anything. I just, <laughs> I just hadn't, I just hadn't like uh, thought about that asshole in a while. What does he think about AI writing articles? Yeah, <laughs> maybe he could get a job if he could get an AI to write something for him or something mm-hmm. like that. Get it to fill out his resume for him. Yeah. <laughs> Get it to hey, could you re- could you review this game for me? Because I don't know, I don't want to do it. But uh, I've been uh, I've been celebrating Mario Mario Ten Day, whatever Mario Day, by playing a lot of Mario and Luigi games on 3DS. I've actually been playing the 3DS more than the Switch this week because I'm just gonna try to play that baby until it's until T Shop goes dead. So that's what uh, that's what I'm doing. But after after we stopped recording last week, I beat Mario and Luigi Dream Team. After playing Bowser for way too long, uh, for fight, I fought Dream Bowser for maybe like two or three more times after we stopped recording. And that final battle, I probably played him for at least like an hour and a half, maybe longer. I don't know, because yeah. as I was saying last time, he has this really, really annoying thing that he does, where he go- where he disappears into the background and he eats a big sta- a big pile of steaks, and he gets all his life back, and he throws about like ten, twelve uh, characters at you at once, and you have to kill all of them for him to come back. So if you don't do it quick enough, he'll just keep eating the meat in the background until he gets his life back. It's the most annoying thing ever. I even like looked it up online and found a Reddit page of just somebody just like ranting about how much they hated the healing that Bowser does in that game. I'm like, yeah, I hate it too. But I just I was just like playing it, you know, and I and I was watching like I put like a podcast on YouTube or whatever, and I just played it. And eventually Bowser just stopped doing it. And that's the only we that's the only way that I won. Is that he like ran out of steak or something? Because he just yeah. stopped eating the steak, and then I was able to kill him because he finally stopped healing himself. But I must have played it for like a good like hour and a half, maybe two hours. And after I beat him, I looked down, and my 3DS had blink had a blinking red light on the end of it. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, it's gonna die!" I'm like, "I finally beat Bowser, and I'm never gonna, I never want to do this again." So I have to plug it in. But thankfully, I have this like multiple plug that I actually made for this room that has like uh all of my it has all of my portable plugs on it. So it has like. The PSP plug, the the 3DS plug, the regular DS plug, and the Game Boy Advance plug, and they're all tied and they're all like taped together as one cord. So like you just you just put whatever one in, and that's how you can recharge whatever. I made that so I could play any any uh, portable system at any time and have it rechargeable. So so I basically plugged it in. It's like right by the TV over here. And I plugged it in and I like little propped it up on the TV and then watched the ending while it was charging. And, <laughs> but it was like it freaked me out. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna die! No, that can't happen. I was like, Bowser, you can't defeat me that way. Like, where the, where the 3DS loses power after I spent so much fucking time trying to beat you. Oh, yeah. That that final boss was fucking stupid. But I got through it. And uh, after I did that, I started playing Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, which I actually really liked that game. 
it's pretty cool because uh, I turned it on. And I was like, well, how long did I play this game for? So I looked at my I looked at my time. I played Mario and Luigi Paper Jam for forty six minutes. For forty six minutes. I think you bought that when you uh, uh, Target thing, right? It was it was part of a yeah. buy two get one free Target thing. So I barely played it at all. I think I got that with Monster Hunter and another one. I don't remember what the third one was. Maybe it was maybe it was Robobot. Planet Robobot. That's the one I played the most out of those three games. But yeah, I've only played it for 46 minutes. I didn't even play it long enough to where I even got Paper Mario in the party. Like, I didn't even get to that part, so I'm, fu- I'm like, fuck. So I so I started over again, and now I have about 11 hours into it. So I've put more into it. But it's fun. It's great. It's a, I like it because it, it has enough Paper Mario stuff in it that it feels like it's a Paper Mario game that I don't hate. And that's what I like because I hate all the other Paper Mario games. Well, the one, you know, the Sticker Star and Beyond, all of those. But this one has Paper Mario in it, and you can do Paper Mario type stuff, but it doesn't suck. Like it has battles that actually mean something, and you can get and you can get experience points, and you can upgrade your Paper Mario guy. You can give them equipment. You can do all the shit that you, you know, what you used to be able to do in the in the glory days of uh, Thousand Year Door and all that. So it's cool to have a Paper ga- Paper Mario game that I don't hate. But yeah, it's it's great. Like it's it's really good. Like I I remember getting like a I don't know. I think it got like sort of a mediocre review from IGN at the time because of uh, I understand there is so there there's like little side missions that you have to do that are part of the game. We have to collect these paper toads, and you'll you know you'll be in like one section, and sometimes it's timed, and sometimes you have to do it without getting spotted by shy guys or whatever. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of like of the Tears of Light stuff from. Uh, <laughs> from skyward oh, no. sword so i understand why some people might not like that but thankfully it's not that much and it hasn't gotten to the point where it really annoyed me but that one where i was trying to like hide from these shy guys and if they saw me then i had to get started back at the beginning again that reminded me a lot of skyward sword i was kind of like mm, this is kind of tears of the kingdom level but no, i think the game's really cool and there's a there's some really interesting stuff they do in there they have a really cool way that they use uh, in-game achievements like i think they started this on the 3ds mario and luigi games but basically, you know, like if you, you know, all these games are heavily action based on their, on their, like, uh, all the moves and stuff. And you have to, like, press A and B at different times and do all these dodges and stuff. And when it got to the 3DS games, they started making it like, um, you have a little achievement system built into the game. And every time you do, like, say, like, the first time you do, like, the, 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 the uh, excellent version of the, of the fireball move, like, there's a fireball move where you, alternate a and b between mario and luigi throwing fireballs at the bad guy and then you throw fireballs together and if you hit all the buttons in the right time you get an excellent where you get the most damage that when in the achievement they'll knock that off and then you'll get points for it and there's a whole bunch it'd be like okay do that then do it five times in a row without fucking up and then do this other one do this other one five times in a row and there's a whole list of them it'll be like all right dodge these guys without getting hit or or one of them's like defeat all the guys in one move with Mar- with Luigi or like or Mario or Paper Mario. There's like a bunch of stuff like that. And you get points for it and you can use the points to buy equipment and there's special equipment you can get that are only as strong as how many achievements you've unlocked. So it's like there's this really cool like mini game like inside there based around all that stuff and I wish that more people would do that. Like having achievements like on the system is cool and all, but I prefer they actually make a difference in the game. You know what I mean? I get that. Like what they do in uh, Resident Evil Village, like where you can, you know, where you do things and it actually gives you points and you can unlock weapons that you can use in the game. Like, I'd rather do that than just have my, whatever, my profile say I'm a level two or something like that, you know. But it's a really cool way to, like, if you really want to try to, like, make, make your character super, you know, super powerful, you have to go through, you know, if you want to. You don't have to do these. This is all optional. But it's its own, like, little 
mini game thing that can be really really cool if you want to get into that stuff. It can also be like really really annoying as well if you're not if you're not very good at it. Because sometimes I'll get like all the way to four good ones in a row and then I'll fuck up the fifth one just because I know it's the fifth one. You know, like that sort of thing. And I'll be like, uh. But no, it's great. And it's made me. It it's started me thinking the way that Jeremy always talks about like a new DS. I'm like, we need we need a new DS. That's what I was talking about. Uh, the new the new Nintendo system. This is my idea that I have right here. We're gonna have a new DS and it's gonna be called the HDS. It's the same as the 3DS and the 2DS. Well, there's probably not going to be 3D. It's just going to have a better screen. It's going to be have like a 1080p or 720, whatever they can afford. Probably 720. It's going to have a screen closer to the OLED, you know, two screens. Mm-hmm. And it's it's called the HDS. And the idea is you can play all of your old... Uh, well, actually, I'm not really sure on this part if I do this or not. It Like, I might have a... I, I might say put a slot on the bottom to where you can play all your old games. But also, I was saying, like, what if they sold the HDS just as a system... And all you had to do was play, pay for Nintendo DS Online. You just pay like $50 a year or something, and they just add DS games to the system like through the internet. And it's just a little HD like DS game, and you can play DS games on there. You, actually, you could play anything. You know, They could put DS, 3DS, Game Boy Advance, you know, Game Boy. You, you, know, you could put 64, Super Nintendo, NES, just like anything else. Just make it its own service and just... Just find a. I feel like Nintendo needs to find a way to to put their DS, 3DS stuff back out there. And that was that was. I think they will. That was the thing I came up with. Like release, you know, something like the uh, like the Analog Pocket, except uh, Nintendo's version of the Analog 3DS. That's that's just just playing games like this that are so good. I'm like, man, I wish. uh," And and the screen doesn't look that bad, but like the you know the sprites look kind of fuzzy, you know, because it's older because it's older technology and all that. And I was just like, I wish I could play this like in a in like a full HD thing where everything just looked great and they could do like some sort of service where you could they just like you know release a certain amount of games per month or whatever. I wondered, you know, would would people? I mean, would you get that if they did? You know, imagine yes. they like re-released like it. a Super Nintendo Mini that had a Nintendo Switch Online account attached to it or whatever, and they'd add shit to it. But I'd rather have it in like the Make it as like the HDS. It could have every portable game that Nintendo has made on there. But then you can have something where you can actually fully play like the DS and 3DS stuff right. You know, maybe figure out a way to hook it up to a TV too. And then you can use it as your second screen or whatever. That's just what I was thinking about playing, you know, living live the greatness of the 3DS. Or game. have the HDS hook up to the Switch and then have three screens. Yeah, you could do that too. Like sure. a 3DS. Yeah. Well, it's an, you know. I figured they'd ditch the 3D since 3DS pretty much ditched that. I just want an HDS, one that just looks really good. You can make make the make the old games look super pretty. So that's what I'm into. And I bought a. I decided that I'm gonna do. A, you know, I'm gonna talk about at least one 3DS game a week before we bury the 3DS eShop. And uh, this week I bought D- Dementium Remastered, which I didn't even know that it existed until I saw one of the developers posted on Twitter. He was actually handing him out for free. Well, it was like, you know, oh. comment on this and maybe we'll give you one. And I was like, well, I want the Dementium remastered. If you don't if you don't remember Dementium was a was a horror shooter that was on DS where you're like in a mental hospital and you know, you're dealing mm-hmm. with all these uh, creatures walking around and you know, it's my like my favorite type of games or horror or horror shooters, you know, horror F- FPSs. And that's what this is. And it played really well on DS. Um, I always liked I have both of them. There's two of them. There's Dementium 1 and 2. Uh, only the first one got a remastered version on Switch, even though there is a Dementium 2 HD remastered on PC. I wanted to see if I could play it, get that on Mac or something, because I wanted to play through that second one. But no, it's cool. It's just like, uh, yeah, you're in this mental hospital. You have to go, th- there's like different uh, puzzles that you have to do. There's one where you have to 
play a piano to get a to get a key out of it and you know you you find like a regular handgun a shotgun and you fight like these big uh, zombie looking guys like their stomachs are open and there's like this tongue thing coming out of it. it's pretty weird and there's these little like creatures that move around that you have to shoot and yeah and you yeah it starts off with a saying that like you're the murderer and everybody's dead in this hospital and you have to navigate your way through it but they re-released it on on uh, 3ds it's all like you know it looks better everything uh has higher polygon count or whatever and i and you know and I, I know i like really gave a lot of shit to the nub last time but it actually works okay for this like for this first person shooter stuff it's not i guess it's not as intense intense as moon and i think it's the same company that did the moon game it was a uh, kid radical the people who did uh mutant muds and uh zeo drifter because in this in this new version, you can see posters of both those games in the background in the room. So I was like, oh, yeah, there's Mutant Muds over there. It kind of takes away a little bit from the scariness of the game where you see this poster of this big cute sprite character like in the background when you're trying to kill these giant worms or whatever. But, yeah, I got I got that game. It was only like uh, 15 bucks. And, uh, you know, I did the, had to go through the whole thing of like adding money to the DS. And, and you can't use your gold points on it, of course, so I had to pay for it. But I'm planning on, uh, there's like a bunch of games that I bought that I mentioned last week that I haven't even touched that I want to like play on 3DS for this month. And I'm, I'm planning on buying like one full game before it goes under. I'm not sure which one yet. I was thinking about getting, I don't know, maybe I'll get like the last of the Mario and Luigi ones, like the Bowser's Inside Story remake. Or I thought about getting like a Luigi's Mansion on 3DS to see what the, the original one. But we'll see. I, I'm planning on doing just buy, doing like one last one last uh, buy of a full one on the shop there before I before it goes under. Also, I'm planning on getting a Partners in Time just because I realize I don't have that game physical on DS, and I should get it now before it becomes incredibly expensive because you can get it for ten bucks on Wii U. So, and my Wii U does work. I know there's these rumors going around that Wii U's will like brick if they don't use them. I just turned mine on like a couple days ago, so it works fine. So yeah, that was my idea, is to have a new have a new DS, an HDS. I think it'd be great. And of course, uh, I'm sure both of you missed it, but uh, that's that's your loss, I guess. Uh, there was a Splatoon big run over the weekend, which was a shit ton of fun. I fought, I got to fight the Horrorboros uh, multiple times, never beat it. I don't know if you could do this in the other ones, but in this one, uh, the eggs that you're trying to get, you can actually catch them and throw them at the Horrorboros like, to do extra damage. Like while, And it's just like this big giant worm thing. That like moves around the moves around the thing while you're while you're trying to fight. It took me forever to find a decent group to play with, you know. And I, I wish that there was some sort of pro mode for for Sal- for Salmon Run. I don't know if there is, but my highest score was sixty eight. I was one, I was one below having a having a joke about that, you know. Still a pretty low score. I felt like this one was way harder than the other one, but it was yeah, it was fun. I played a, I, I like basically dedicated all of Saturday night to 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 Big Run, and I played. I tried to, yeah, I tried to play it as much as I could, and I would, I basically do the thing where I, I jump in, and I get in, I get on a team, and if I can't win the first match with the team, then I'll, like, kick them out, and then get to go to a different team, and try to win one with that one, and that's how I go through to try to find people who actually know how to play the game, because, you know, when it's an event like that, there's a lot of dumb kids that are, that are just jumping on just because it's an event, and they don't actually know how to play Salmon Run. So that's what I've been doing. You should try it whenever it comes back again. It's it's a uh, it's a shit ton of fun. Reminds me a lot of uh, Monster Hunter. I just wish the people were as were as good as the Monster Hunter people are. Splatoon people don't seem to be as good. They always have such busy weekends. Well, I beat a game this week. I beat a uh, Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three. Like I went through and games. beat. That's just what you needed. It's just what I needed. Yeah, <laughs> I went through and I beat every level. Um, and you know, I played that game enough at this point that 
I used rewind a little bit, but I didn't really need to very much. Um, but it's really, really funny to use it on the matching game because, well, there's a couple of matching games. There's like the one where, you know, you match up the uh, symbols as they're like doing the, uh, the sort of uh, jackpot type type of thing, the slot machine. And then there's also the, the actual like where you flip the cards over. And I just kept doing that and getting like everything. And then I realized you can only hold so many items. So it wasn't like oh, yeah. saving all my new items. So I like didn't get to keep some of my Tanuki suits and Hammer, Hammer Brother suits until I re- realized, oh, I need to like, if I'm going to keep using Rewind to get all the items, I need to keep using the items. So I got to where I was like using a, an invincible star before every level pretty much or a mushroom or whatever. But yeah, I went through and I beat everyone and got a uh, perfect clear. So yeah, the game's still great. And it's just another version of Mario 3 on the Switch, I know. But what do we have three versions of it on there now? We do, yeah. At least, right? Because there's the NES one and there's the the um, the whatever. All Stars. The All Stars yeah. one. And now this uh, one. But this one's fun. I highly recommend it. Well, you know, we've talked about it previously, but it's got all the uh, the e the uh, you can t- e reader Mario talks now. Did you beat all of those also? No, I did not. So those ones I are just hard. Beat, yeah, I just went through and beat every level and, you know. Just wanted to go through from beginning to end, and uh, by the end, I had almost two or no, I had over 200 lives. I had like 200, like 220 lives, something like that. Because it's really easy to get lives in this game, but really fun. I mean, between the rewind and the and the uh, um, safe state, and just everything about that game already being made to be a portable game that you could easily leave and come back to, it's probably the best version of Mario 3 to just like if you've never played it before, I'd say play that version because it's got the most extra stuff happening and i think it i went and i you know i loaded up a uh, mario all-stars mario 3 afterwards just to see and i think it looks better than that i would you hope know. so yeah it does they got some years between between each other it looks better um the the only downside is of course those just to what i needed voices yeah <laughs> i wish you could turn that off i wish there was like a classic mode or something where you could just have mario just like shut the fuck up if you get a bunch of lives in a row he'll also say like mario jackpot or oh, he says something <laughs> along those lines if you get more than like a certain amount of lives because i did a few of the like extra live tricks just to see what what would happen mario's getting new shoes tonight Aha! i don't know it's something he would say with the extra money uh-huh. a new pair of shoes so he can stop on maybe some a new hat just gonna get stolen by a vulture anyway um officially on a break from the game that must not be named i won't even say it this week oh good so you get you have um, some uh, so you had so you ran into whatever. I did want to play some Dark Souls though, uh, because I because last week I you know I revealed I, I made that poll and uh according to the people who voted, all seven of them. Um I should be Dark Souls remastered next. Well, guess what? I made no progress this week, but I tried. <laughs> I'd say I played, you know, for half an hour to an hour. I gave those bosses two or three good tries. But they're still kicking my butt. But uh, Hutch had actually gotten a hold of me this past week and gave me a tip about a spot to go to shortly before those bosses. So I went there and it took a hot second because there's a lot of bad guys in the way. But you basically have to go up to this giant painting and then you can like interact with it and it will take you to a new area. But I went up to it. You know, it took a few tries, like I said, to, to kill off all the bad guys or get them not to notice me. So I could actually get up to this painting and inspect it. And it said device or what it say, like contraption is not active. So I'm not sure what I need to do. Hutch. I mean, I guess I could look online. I may have misread what he said as well, but I was under the impression he was saying like, go there because you'll be able to get some extra levels. 
to properly fight that dual boss. But he also might have been saying that I need to beat that dual boss first before that opens up. I don't know. But needless to say, that's all I've done this week. Uh, I did gain, well, I did gain another level, which takes a really long time at this point. Uh, I'm in the 80s, I think, which is pretty high for Dark Souls 1. And uh, yeah, so I just, I went, I, gr- I grinded. It probably took about 30 minutes to gain a level based on the enemies I fought. So yeah, just not as uh, not as streamlined as that other one that I'm not going to mention for gaining levels and different places to uh, room farm and stuff. But I still plan on beating it. I'm going to keep trying. If nothing else, I will just one night. I'm just that'll be all I play, and I'll just play it over and over and over again until I beat those bosses. And then I think once I get past those bosses, I don't know if I'm home free, but I'm at least going to hopefully make some more progress to have something new to talk about. Sounds like a fun night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do want to beat it. I think I need to. I think it's. I think it's important. I put Yoku's Island Express back on my Switch. Yeah, we talked about that enough on this show. But I was like. That game I'm going to finally play that game. And I could not find it for the life of me. Um, I, I, I'll, to be honest, I did not look up the name of it. I couldn't remember the name of it. I'm like, well, it's a pinball game. That's all I remember. But it's something, some sort of pinball game. And I spent a good like 10 minutes looking through my games and like previous downloads and I couldn't find it. Eventually, I looked up the name and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's at the very bottom. Goku's Island. Like I mean, There might have been one or two games after it. But yeah, it's, it's at the end of the alphabet. So. I didn't. I didn't know that you had even bought it. Actually, I, I thought that I bought you, it. I thought you just bought. Ago. I thought you just bought it now, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Yoku's Island." Like maybe you. No, got, I bought got it years ago, but I to, never played to play it. it. Yeah, it's a great. It's I played great, the demo. Though. I think there was a demo, right? Yeah, there might have been. I played yeah. the demo, but uh, yeah. So I I booted this up, and I actually got. I don't know how far I got into it, but I played enough of it to to realize it's it's a charming and fun game, and it totally fits on the Switch, and I want to give it a try. Uh, the big thing I did was I gave the fruit to the, or I gave the the poisonous mushroom to the to the water creature, and then I went to the town, and I think I'm at the town. So I haven't gotten that far into the game, but I'm at least to the village thing. But that's why I want to say uh, uh, Yoku Samus because both Yoku, well, he rolls a ball, and Samus turns into a ball. But I play I played a decent amount of Metroid Prime uh, Remaster this week. You know, I didn't beat the game like Trey would have done, but I did get Moon Jump. Space jump, space jump, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, and I was actually confused when I when I got it because I'm like, wait, did I like do something out of order? I thought it would be double jump, but that's what double jump is called. It's called space jump. Mm-hmm. You can't jump as many so, times as you can in other Metroids, but whatever, it still works. So back to what I was before, which is called lost. I ge- I keep getting lost in this game. I mean, that's all good, but I got lost in the original one on Switch or on <laughs> GameCube all the time, and apparently that tw- that twenty years didn't you know do anything good to my brain or where i don't get lost so. the, the graphical upgrade didn't didn't help no so. so i just basically wait until it tells me where to go and then i figure out where to go um i like it though it's fun can't can't stress enough how great the controls are what you oh yeah tweak them to what you want them to be they're great they're really really good love that it was worth it i'd pay i would have paid more than 40 bucks just to have a dual stick controls on there which it has so i got what i wanted and it looks pretty yeah what one of the best shadow drops of all time, I would say, actually. Oh yeah, definitely. I would, I would say that as well. I mean, well, it's it's like one of my favorite games ever. So I mean, to have a game like that shadow dropped with a proper remastering is pretty fucking awesome. Um, I also did play a little bit of Fusion, but just enough to kind of boot it up and see because it, it got added to the Switch Online just an hour or two ago, probably around the time the 
Mario Kart's looking at it, I would think. Yeah, like just now. Yeah. I think I saw it online right when we yeah, right when we started playing Mario Kart. I just booted it up enough to get through that first part with all the dialogue or more like monologue and then save it. And then I went to the first uh, download room or whatever they call it. And uh, then I had to go fight my first enemy. And then it's like, oh, something's wrong. And it's sending me to the, the second part. So no, I barely made any progress. But I love how it looks on the big TV. It looks nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, there were some parts that I kind of had a hard time with the second time around. But I still think it's a great game. I mean, for what it was. It would be nice to be able to do the things that you can do in Dread in that game, where you can kind of like slide into a ball. Like that was mm-hmm. kind of what I had a hard time with, is when you the stuff where you have to run and hide from the from the SAX and all that. Like I just could not turn into the ball quick enough and jump to where I was trying to get to. But yeah, it looks really pretty. I did download the uh, Bayonetta Origins Cereza and the Lost Demon demo, but I just couldn't get into it. I was hoping to play it. I watched like I watched like the first ten minutes of the demo or something like that, and. Yeah, I know it's it's they. I think it's only like an hour long or something like that. So they I may got not, it. They may not actually get into the actual meat of the game. I like downloaded it right after work today and uh, started playing it, and the music was like really calm, and it was just having me go do like fetch questy kind of stuff. I was literally like walking and grabbing things and going back, and I fell asleep. So <laughs> that's how I feel about the game so far. I was gonna say, have you have you even met the uh, the demon yet or the, no. the Cheshire? No, I fell asleep. I'm I'm still interested in it. It's on my it's on my like you know probably buy list, but we'll see. I mean, I'll probably still wait for a review, but I really like the way I, I like the um the whole picture book uh, look of it and all that. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm a little over the page turn animation. That's they use that a lot. Yeah, um, it, it's it's kind of it actually reminds me a lot of Bayonetta one when they would do all those cutscenes with the. Uh, with with the, like the with, with the film, it was like a it was like yeah. a film reel, but it doesn't move, you know. So it's yeah, kind of yeah. the same thing as this. I found it really annoying, actually, in that first one. But I, yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of like I'm. I find I think it's interesting, but I want to wait. I want to wait to see some what somebody reviews it as. So far, I don't even know really what the gameplay is because I haven't played it far enough to see it. Other than picking up a thing of water and carrying it, that's all I've had me do so far. I love carrying water. Yeah, you're carrying water for Bayonetta games ever since the first one. <laughs> but uh, lastly, I, I thought I should mention it because I forgot to mention it last week. I did beat six golden coins on Switch Online. Very nice. Definitely used save states you, for that. You one. found all of them. You found all the golden coins. I did, and I also like had a shit. Wario. I had so many lives by the end. Found I weird Wario. Yeah, bug-eyed Wario. Yeah, I think that was the only thing I, I used the rewind for was the Wario stuff at the end there. But it's I mean it's annoying, but it's a little bit like DDD after a while you realize he's just he's just got like a, a certain set of moves that he just keeps repeating. Yeah, well, I mean you gotta fight like there's a couple different forms of him and uh-huh. then he puts the and he puts the bunny ears on and you know and then he can float around and whatever. That's it for me though. Cool. All right, well let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the topic and Sounds good. all our responses.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! some stuff so we got some responses late from our questions last week um we put up on we put up on the facebook community asking about everybody's wii u and 3ds memories and uh jeremy arthur arthur says best 3ds memory was the release of fire emblem awakening and the rekindling of interest in that series by a wider audience getting the majora's mask new 3ds xl at launch was another great memory yeah i got oh that yeah one. that thing was that was one of the first things that was getting like resold of a number of consoles. I really, I really wanted the Majora's Mask new 3DS, of course, but I realized that I was not going to be able to get it. <laughs> you know, so my brother had it because I wanted to. Well, I wanted to do the. I think I mentioned it last week. I wanted to do the trade in, and it just wasn't going to be possible with that. Because, and I remember, I think I went to Toy, Toys R Us to try to see if I could find it. It wasn't there. Like you would have had to, you would have had to like pre pre order it like in order to get it. And I remember it going away really quickly. I didn't really want that one, but I bought. I just bought the 3DS or the Majora's Mask game and just got the regular, my regular big red one. But I always thought that one looked cool. Oh well. Planet Robobot is a ter- is a terrific game that deserves to be preserved. I agree. That game's awesome. I will add Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, as it is a top three or four game of all time for me. Underrated gem that too many fans of the genre have missed out on. I think I, I got the demo for that, but I don't think I've really played much of it. I remember it had a really interesting battle system, but I, I think at the time I just couldn't bring myself to put the effort into it to try to get into it. But I know a lot of people really, really like it, and I guess the remake on 3DS is really good. Um, our uh, Eric Bedenis says, it's a shame Affordable Space Adventures will most likely never be ported. That's a response to us talking about it last week, I'm sure. But yeah, I think that one's 
gonna fade off into the sunset. In uh, on the on the Pokemon question, but where I asked uh, if anybody thought that the original Pokemon games would ever make it to Switch, Andrew Valentine said, "Nope." <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine Nintendo want it, but TPC don't. The Pokemon Company don't. The Pokemon Company would be more interested in monetizing any re-releases, or maybe even not want such an old, basic-seeming game back out there, distracting from their current practice and products. Yeah, that's pretty much what we said as well. Yeah, I think they just, at this point, they know they could remake it, and they could use whatever the current engine is, even if it's not easier. Yeah, it's easier. Get more use out of that engine and uh, just remake it. Yeah make more money that way because you can charge full price for it instead of even even though they were charging a premium for a, a Game Boy game uh on the eShop, you know even though it was technically virtual console it was so much more expensive and uh they could still do it through they could still charge more and still have it be but i don't think it would be on nintendo switch online it would be something you had to pay extra for sure yeah i mean i, I would i would be really surprised to see it under under the regular the regular nintendo switch online yeah i don't, I don't expect it would be on there Let's see. And for and for this week, uh, was in, our main topic was an inspired inspired by a Saint John's post on the on the community page. Happy Switch anniversary, Switcheroos! Uh, Six years. He posted as of March third. Uh, yeah, he that, that was in between episodes. Uh, was the actual anniversary of the Switch? Six years. Can you believe it? I guess it was when we we posted it on the Switch anniversary. Mm-hmm. I guess if we were smarter about planning, we could have done a. Uh, a topic about that last week, but I didn't realize how close it was. Six years. Uh, John posted um, the other Saint John from Nerd Noise Radio um, posted pictures on the on the uh, on the on the community about uh, about the midnight release. The pictures are from twenty seven midnight release that I and those pictured here with me waited eight plus hours in blustery sub twenty degree weather outside of the Jordan Creek Best Buy in West Des Moines to experience. Wow. Halfway through wow. the wife and kids showed up with blankets and extra layers for me. By the end I had almost ten layers on and a couple of buckets of KFC for all of us waiting in line to share. A bunch of complete strangers turned temporary band of brothers around a common cause that turns six today. Yeah, fried chicken will do that. You give people free food. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll be your friend. While the Switch in my life has largely been usurped by the Steam Deck, I will never lose my wistful sentimentalism and joy over this singular moment. The one and only time in my life thus far that I've actually participated in a midnight launch. Really? I even still talk to one or two of these guys every so once in a while. Plus, thanks to Metroid Prime Remaster, my Switch is actually getting a lot of use right now. So I will be certain to give it some love today. I may even pop Breath of the Wild and one two switch in just for a moment, just for the sentimental mentalism. I saw that on the pictures that he had one two switch. It's the only person I know of that bought that game. So yeah, if you want, you, you don't have to play that. You can just play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, Happy Birthday Nintendo Switch. For real though, Happy Birthday Nintendo Switch. Yeah, in uh, inspiration from 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 uh, Saint John's post there. I posted as well, and we got a we got a couple we got a couple comments on that about you know how did everybody get their switches and what were some of their favorite memories. Uh, Jess, my wife, posted. I got my switch as a wedding present from Trey. They they bought it for me, so I could play it on the plane to and from Japan. My favorite memories are playing online with my brother Tim and his wife Laura. Playing Stardew with Trey and, and taking the day off to play Breath of the Wild with Trey. Breath of the Wild is probably my favorite because I hadn't experienced a new console Zelda since Ocarina. 
So yeah, I remember um, I got a, I specifically got a used uh, screen for Jess, and then I like you know kind of Frankenstein it together and used my extra Joy Cons, and then we had a new Switch. That, that was how I did it instead of like buying like a whole Switch. So I got like, I got the screen for like 150 bucks or something like that, which is like half the price of the thing, and then. You know, we had we I had already bought extra chargers and extra docks, so you know that's that's how we did it. Yeah, you already had all the accoutrement. Yeah. You just slot one of your extra pairs of Joy-Con down there, and you already had an extra dock. Yeah, but they really only play it in portable anyway. Yeah, and it was I knew that I knew that we had to have two before the you know ultimate release of Animal Crossing, whenever whenever that yeah. was going to come out. So I knew that was going to be uh, that was going to be that. Well, I think right, right around the time when Mario Maker 2 came out, because Jess played a lot of that game, too, and sharing one Switch for that was kind of like, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I had everything turned off so Jess could play it whenever I was asleep, and I was like, well, we, sh- we should have two. And we actually have two Mario Maker 2s also, because I got one for them as well. So Also, uh, David Hutchison said, first Switch came about eight months after release and was initially for my nine-year-old son. Oh, yeah, his kid's my name, which is weird. Uh, my nine-year-old son's uh, Trey's birthday. It's just weird we have the same name. Uh, it was uh, not, com- not we, we don't know each other or anything. But uh, it was supposed to get him off the big TV, putting Fortnite in his hands instead. As the weeks went on, I sought out podcasts to learn more about the system my son was playing, coming across Nintendo main in the progress. In the process, after nothing really changed TV-wise, I eventually took over the Switch and have never regretted it. I've started from the beginning listening to Nintendo main from episode one, and have since... Seeing more credits, complete completing more games on one system than ever before, being able to play amazing new games, and at the same time swap to something I played in the 80s, and my hands anywhere is a dream come true. And thanks for putting a little Nintendo main origin in there. I didn't, I hadn't read all the way through yet. I didn't know about that. But that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for shouting we, uh, us out in your, uh, you in found your response us. there. And I agree with you there. Um, actually, Trey posted an article in the Slack this past week that was, uh, what was it, like 50... 50- Years of of gaming on the Switch. Oh yeah, I love that it's article. Really, that article. It's a great article. Really cool. um, yeah. There is just there, the whole history of video games to a certain extent is on Switch. You know, grab that Atari flashback game or not the flashback, whatever the heck. That's the console. Because what it was starting in the was, anniversary collection. Yeah, was starting in like 1972, or then going yeah. to 2022, like one game for every year for 50 years. And yeah, a good amount of those earlier ones are atari stuff but there's you know but there's also like there's some uh i think there's a space invaders arcade game stuff, on there right. that's at the that's at the beginning there yeah there are there are a shit ton of arcade stuff breakout missile command available um, yeah i know all those, those contenders those but you know i really i thought that article was was, re- was done really well and uh i appreciated seeing xenoblade chronicles 3 as the number one game for 2022 which i agreed with so that was cool to see that at the end there. <laughs> I was like, yes. And there was some other stuff in there that I also agreed with as far as best games for whatever the year is. I know Dragon Quest Eleven was in there for that for twenty nineteen and, and that one was definitely my favorite. I think it's great. You could literally play arcade games, you know, on Switch. You could rotate them and play them on the aspect ratio that isn't uh, you know, that's more portrait mode or whatever they call it. And I don't know, it's just certain facts like that about the Switch that just make it even cooler. The Tate mode? Yeah, yeah. Tate mode. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff to it, and I guess we um, our original plan uh, for we for John fell into the shadow into the shadow realm um, was to have two different uh, switch memories from each of us to equal six. But I guess we'll have to have three now. But I mean, we talk about switch a lot. Our main I, 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 th- I thought our main topic would be fun to just talk about 
you know, our Switch anniversary. You know, when mm-hmm. we originally when we got our Switches, uh, and what some of our first favorite moments of Switch were. It was kind of hard for me to narrow it, narrow it down because there's there's so many of them. I thought, uh, well, the rich. I mean, we got it. We got it on the day. Uh, Jess, Jess actually did it for me. Uh, they they got online and and went from like one. I don't know. On got online and went from like one Best Buy to another until we got a pre order. And I wasn't even. I wasn't even that like gung ho about it, but Jess was like, "Oh no, you, you got to get it. You know, you got to get the new Nintendo system." What? And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, well, you were. Well, because I wanted the. I mean, I wasn't like. I was like, I don't need to get it like right now, maybe. And then yeah, like, yeah, you you, did. yeah, you need to do it. Well, because I was just gonna get. I was gonna get Breath of the Wild on Wii U, and I did, and I played most of it on that. So that's yeah. true. There wasn't. Yeah. So aside from so. that, there wasn't a whole lot, but but I mean, you know, we went we went to the we went to some. We were just talking about it earlier. Uh, Jess and I were like. We went to some fucking Best Buy, which neither of us remember where the hell it was or like where we were, but it was super cold. Um, we didn't wait. We didn't wait there because we already had it pre-ordered, thankfully. But we went there and there was a line of people, you know, and we walked like we got there like maybe 10 minutes before. I remember it being really dark. I remember there being a lot of people outside of Best Buy. And I remember us like parking fairly far back in the parking lot because it was pretty full. And we walked in and they had like, you know, they had like the little line set up where they like move you through the store and they had like all these you know they had the all the amiibo boxes set up for Breath of the Wild. I remember that, and you could they had like here's the Breath of the Wild like guide, and here's the game, the Wii U one and the Switch one. And I remember seeing like the big Guardian amiibo, like the really giant ones. They had that one there, and and yeah, whatever the launch games were, they had like one two Switch and you know whatever else. And yeah, I went the I, I we went and got the Switch, but I didn't get any games for it. I got the Switch and then I got the Wii U game because I was very adamant about getting it on Wii Wii U because it was a Wii U game, so. I was I, I was like I'm not gonna get burned again like I did on Twilight Princess where I where I got the I got the you know the 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 bad version I got the Wii version instead of the GameCube version where the GameCube version was the good version but thankfully when they remade it later for Wii U they remade it off of the GameCube version not the Wii version so you could get it True. again and play the actual version with everything flipped on the other side and where Link is actually left-handed again as, as he should be but he wasn't left-handed in Breath of the Wild which broke my heart because I'm left-handed and Link should always be left-handed like me but uh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I remember. I remember we went to the yeah we went out to the Best Buy for all that and, and yeah, and then we took it home and we just played uh, Breath of the Wild on Wii U, <laughs> you know. And I and I remember being like, I have the Switch, I need to get stuff for it. So I mean, you can listen to our episodes. We talked about it. I think I got what did I get? I got a Fast RMX, which I actually already had. I already had it on Wii U, but there was some extra stuff on Switch. So I so I like you know mental gymnastics to convince myself to get it. And I was like, well, you know, I need some games on here. So I got Fast RMX. I remember I got one of the uh, Shovel Knight games. It was um, Specter Knight. Yeah, Specter Knight was the one that I got. It was one of the DLC ones, but you could buy them like aside from getting the regular game because because I, I already had Shovel Knight on on Wii U and I already played played it on there. But I played Specter Knight and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And I think it was one that we talked about on the show. I definitely talked about it. it was the Waku Waku uh, the fighting game that was an arcade one of the first like arcade releases that I was like, oh, this is cool. Here's a fighting game I've never played before. I remember that for those but what was uh you i mean you ordered yours right yes i mean my whole history with the switch is on a show not to say that everyone should have to go back and look it up but you know i don't feel like i there's much i could say about it that i haven't already said here um, i went to a special event with trey what was it about two weeks before the release of the switch so it would have been late february of 2017 and we actually got to like um play a lot of the games and play the actual switch hardware ahead of time and a few different configurations, you know, and kind of get to experience it as the, you know, the entire apparatus they were pushing it as. You know, we got to play Splatoon 2. 
you got to try out, you know, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in airplane mode and, or, you know, sitting at, you know, having it on the airport table trays. And um, we actually met a, uh, Janae, who's been on our show. We actually met her and we didn't. We did, yeah. For the Half Brain Heroes, as you call it. <laughs> yeah. So she's actually on our, uh, you can find her on our video on our YouTube uh, of half, half whatever you know, I don't even know what it's called. But when it comes to the actual Switch, yeah, I ordered it and I, you know, I was, I was on R and X, which was the Switch subreddit before we knew it was called Switch. And then it changed to the Switch subreddit like that day, you know, when they had a reveal where they finally said what it was called and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, so I was just, I was on there like, religiously i wasn't even really using twitter or anything at the time and uh, so as soon as i saw that it went up for pre-order i like can't remember if there was a presentation there was something like that where they were like it'll be up for pre-order i went yeah i went to best buy got a pre-order like very easily actually paid uh, up front for it and it was just like no i have to have this like there's nothing and then i uh then i ordered um breath of the wild on amazon because at the time if you ordered a brand new game you know a, a new release on amazon they give you a what was it like a twelve percent discount or something like that, or no? It was a twenty. It was a twenty percent discount, which ended up being twelve bucks. Yeah, they used to do discounts. I remember that. Like th- those were the days. They don't do it anymore, right? Or I don't no. think they do. So I ordered Breath of the Wild through there. Then I was hoping they would both arrive, but my Switch arrived about an hour before I had to go to work, and Breath of the Wild arrived at the house after I got to work. So all I had to play initially was snipper clips for that little bit of time. And I was just like, uh, this is cool. I guess I get to play the switch and it feels nice. But I got home that night and we had to record a podcast. That's a bad memory. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was fine. But we recorded a podcast and I just couldn't really like give my uh, impressions yet because I hadn't had much of a chance to play it. But uh, I know after we after we got done, I played Breath of the Wild for like hours and hours. And, and that's all I did for like several weeks was just play Breath of the Wild, in fact. I had these like um, colored light bulbs that I would set to green. I have, to, I have like, colored light bulbs now too. Vibe. Yeah. Well, because of well, from your recommendation, they're very. Cool. And that was just Wi-Fi sort of like bulbs. my vibe. Yeah, I'd have like the kind of like the colored, the green light bulbs going. So it was like a forest green, and I was playing Breath of the Wild, and man, just one of my favorite games that I ever played of all time. I don't really change them to different colors much anymore, but yeah, I, I did a couple times. Uh, for anybody who wanted to hear like how what we sounded like uh, six years ago. Episode 59 of Nintendo Main is the official We Got Switches episode. Yeah. So that was posted March 6th of 2017. I'm sure we I mean, I believe, we recorded I believe the previous that, year we said that we got Switches, but that was our April Fool's episode. Mm-mm. Yeah, probably. Well, and we were still calling them NXs back then. Because I just looked into March and that was our first March episode. But yeah, episode 59 and now we're 361. But yeah, that was when... Uh, and, uh, and and it says that we don't talk about the Switch until 54 minutes into it. So, But we have our Zelda talk at 20. I don't know. I guess we were just uh, just talking about a bunch of other shit before that. I don't know what we could have talked about and not the Switch. I don't either. Who knows? We were still figuring out our format even back then, but yeah. that many episodes in. But yeah, my memories of the Switch are, you know, like, they're mostly good. The Joy-Cons themselves... Those have been those have been iffy, and we've all had our. I mean, I think literally everyone has had a switch. Yeah, the Joy Cons are still has Joy Con troubles. They're still they're still pretty shitty. Like it's like, like even like when John was talking about the the toilet paper game, I'm like, I'm like, where are my Joy Cons at? Like I really I just don't use them at all. Like because I got different Joy Cons for the handheld, which work much better. 
and mine are just in the case. You know, I'm like, I don't want to dig those out. I don't like using those. This is one of my original ones. It's just sitting over here. I don't know the last time I even tried to use it, but I think this one's got one of the ones that's got the really bad drift. So yeah, actually, well, I, been... I sold my original Joy Cons with my Switch to to Jess's friend Caroline, but they don't really they play everything docked, so it doesn't really matter. But I still when I when I sold when I sold her the the um the Switch, I I put my original ones on there, the the gray ones. So that's where those went. They disappeared, and my other ones are just forever in uh, charge mode on my on my Joy Con charger behind the TV. I will say a really good memory that I will say, like you know, beyond the initial launch of the Switch, but just during the life of the Switch, it was when I was at it was right after Pokemon Shield and Sword came out. So what was that? Twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah, that was twenty nineteen. I think. Yeah. Um, I remember going with my friend Joe to you know we got off of work and we went over to Crane Alley, which was a bar like. Where I don't know, I'd worked there before. It's just one of the first bars I ever hung out in um, when I moved to this area and stuff. And we went there. We had our switch. We both had our switches, and we set up our Pokemon on the bar, and we had our Joy Cons, and we were playing it. You know, like totally like you know, like the commercial would show you playing it. Oh yeah. And I'm just in my head. I'm thinking like this is so nerdy, but like I don't feel weird at all about it because my friend's doing it. And then like the person behind the bar like came around, was like oh. Oh, did you get Jigglypuff yet? And like they're talking to us like yeah, he's people not, are coming he's not up. on this one. Sorry, he's on the older Pokemon. But you know what I mean though. About. And there's like yeah. people standing behind us, like because there's like pool tables and stuff, and like they would like set their pool stick aside and come like, What are you playing over here? Oh, is that Pokemon? And like it was just seeing like it just the the change in the world that had happened. And a lot of these people were younger than me, even at the time, you know, than I was then. But um it was just a really cool realization that video games like yeah, sure, they're mainstream, but like even the cutesy ones are like the one, and, and you really can like just play your switch at the bar, and no one's gonna make fun of you. I don't care about getting made fun of anymore, to be honest. Because have I'm you have you been made for that? Have but... you been made fun of for playing games? So I I think the last time I got made fun of really was like in the dark days of uh, which is like my favorite video game time or whatever. But the dark days of the GameCube, which is you know like I've said many a times, is my favorite like era of video games but yeah but at, at GameStop people were really shitty then like they would make fun of me for buying GameCube games but I didn't care like I'm not gonna like go out and buy an Xbox to try to be cool or something I wanted I wanted them to just sell me those games I'm like just no fuck you dude just sell me Mar- sell me fucking WarioWare I know you don't understand how great it is but eventually you will or the same or I got shit for like Beautiful Joe like the, people gave me shit for buying that game I was like this game is awesome like you you just don't know you, you'll figure it out eventually we thought it was like Blink's <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know what that. I was like, you can slow down time. Like play like like blinks. I'm like, no, you like slow down time. And you punch bullets back at people. It's cool. We can check it out. But yeah, nobody really says anything about that now. I was thinking one of the. I don't remember when it was, but I remember I went to uh, was a friend of ours. Uh, Nicole it was like Nicole's birthday. I worked with her and a bunch of stuff. And we went to do like we did like axe throwing or something like that. It was around the time of whenever the switch came out. And uh, my friend Fidel was there too, and and Fidel and I we played we used to play a lot of Street Fighter together. Like we played we played all different versions of Street Fighter. Like we played Alpha Three and like you know whatever whatever I had at the time. We played we've we've done like plenty matchups like you know local. And I brought the Switch with me, and I was like, dude, we can play Street Fighter like right now on the bar. And I like did that. I like popped it out and I put it on the bar, and we played like Ultra Street Fighter Two. I think that was the first one that came out, and yeah, we just played Street Fighter with the Joy Cons and all that, and it was pretty cool. That that was a cool that was a cool experience. It's like, hey, dude, we we can play Street Fighter every anywhere now. You don't need to, you know, we don't need to like go somewhere. So I remember that being a big thing, and I think uh, I think also like the um, that Splatoon two party that I went to that Kevin threw at uh, Emporium, I think was a big deal 
just because I, and Janet had just told me about like, you know, had like told me about it or no, because I didn't know her yet. That's the first time <laughs> she was there. I didn't know her. Uh, you know, so, somehow I, I don't, I, I think I randomly found it online through Facebook or something like that, but I had met Kevin previously at some video game convention that I went to that was more of a tabletop thing than a video game thing. So that was really weird. I was kind of just wandering around. I didn't have anything to do because there wasn't really a whole lot of people to talk to because most of it was like D&D stuff. But Kevin had a little setup where he had like the Wii U hooked up with like Mario Kart 8 and, and like Mario Party and stuff like that. So I like hung out and played games with him for a while. And then I ran into him later, I guess. And I, I just, somehow it came across my feed on Facebook or something like that. It was like Splatoon 2 party at Emporium. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'll go to that. And I went there and I think that was like one of the first times I like, well, like probably the second time I talked to Kevin, but Kevin was there and Fuchsia was there and, and uh, Janet was there. And there was just a lot of, and there's a lot of people there that were like out, like excited about this new system that was portable. And we sat at a table, you know, and there was like eight of us all with our like systems, like sat on the table with this, with the screens out, you know, and people had their like pro controllers or whatever, and they were playing with it and they were super like, you know, they, they were all like serious about it. And I thought it was really, really cool. I was like, yeah, this is this is like the new system, and you can just go to a place and bring it there and play a bunch of people online. And yeah, and there was like one dock that would be on a big TV in the front, and we would kind of alternate people who would put their switch on the dock, and then everybody else would be on the would would be on the table, and we'd all be playing a game of Splatoon. And yeah, he had a bunch of he had a bunch of like shit. Like I got like a Loganita's hoodie and a hat and a bunch of other shit from it. Like he was giving stuff away, and nice. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is a uh, some switch shit here. And that was the first year, because Splatoon 2 was a 2017 game. And I was like, yeah, this is obviously, this is pretty popular. So that was a pretty good moment. My my my, my first thought on the uh, on my favorite Switch moment was uh, was the day that, it was either the day it was announced or the day that it came out, was whenever, uh, once I realized that Switch was going to be a good contender for me, is when I found out that Doom was coming to it, the 2016 Doom. Like, that was a huge thing, because that was a big game. You know, I was like, wait, Doom's coming to this? But then after that, like pretty close. It was Doom, and then there was like Dragon, and then there was uh, Dragon Quest Builders also. And then I'm like, oh shit! Like this is they're gonna bring everything to it, and then they did for a long time. Now it's kind of, I mean, it was behind when it came out. Now it's even more behind. But you know, they're still trying to do their best to bring stuff to it and all that. And, it's the new age PS2. But like, yeah, totally. Uh, but it was once I found out that Doom 2016 was coming to it, and Dragon, and Dragon Quest Builders were two games that I really, really wanted to play. And what I really, really wanted to be on the system, even though I had a PS4 at the time, but whatever, I wanted to play it on Switch. And I actually already had Doom on PS4, but I wanted to play it on Switch, regardless. But yeah, once I found, heard both of those were on there, I was like, yeah. And also, it was really, you know, it's a second what Jess said. Uh, it was pretty awesome for us to take our Switches to Japan and play them on the, on the plane and all that. And they definitely really helped me later. Well, Japan helped prepare me for when I went to Abu Dhabi later, because I was used to, like being on a plane for 13 14 hours and playing switch and all that and the switch actually helped us a lot in japan because we watched uh we watched youtube on there because the only thing that you could watch on switch really is youtube and hulu and you can't watch hulu in japan hulu's an america only thing so we would just try to find movies and stuff to watch on youtube until we bought a until we bought a chromecast in japan and then we could watch netflix and stuff like that which is so weird that netflix still never came to switch but whatever yeah six years in no netflix and switch yeah i think i think they just don't care well obviously at this point I mean, what a, like, I had no idea, you know, I never would have thought it would have the staying power. They really only had the one model, you know, they've had some like very small changes that weren't even announced, such as like, you know, there was the, what was it, the, there was a model that came out that had a slightly better battery. 
the red box model or whatever it was called and then now they've got the uh obviously they've got the oled which costs more but you know th there hasn't truly been an upgrade to the switch it's it's six years in and it's essentially the same system it was now. yeah and and they made sure to remind us of that when uh when they announced the Mario bundle, which is like the ultimate, like low effort, who gives a fuck bundle, there, I was kind of pissed oh, about uh, that. Mario three or Mario three D All Stars? No, the uh, the new what 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 they're the one that they're releasing for the Mario movie or whatever this week. Oh right, the yeah. new Switch, which is basically not an OLED; it's just a regular old ass Switch with those red joy cons recycled from the mario odyssey collection and you get that, one mario game right and you get a choice of one digital mario game out of like yeah what, what out of like um what is it three is what is it 3d world is 3d world on there it's what is it i thought it was no i think it's 3d world uh it's the uh the remake of the um the wii u one whatever super mario it's I, th I think it's super mario i think it might i think the i think that mario 3d world might actually not be on there I think it's no, right. yeah, because that's because that's what's weird. It's it's Mario Odyssey, Mario U, or Mario Kart Eight is what you get, and you get the red Joy Cons, which were a part of an Odyssey bundle that came out like six years ago, you know, because so, <laughs> Odyssey was a twenty seventeen game. So it's just like it's so dumb. Like I was just I saw it and I and I even I put it on the on the community and I was like, hey, uh, not even an OLED. Seems like such a low effort from Nintendo. Anyone even remotely interested in this? And we got responses. Uh, Anthony Hoffman said, but the Joy-Cons are red, as a joke. <laughs> uh, Simon Tree said, they they make some bizarre choices sometimes. And uh, what was the, the other one? Jeremy Arthur said, low effort is a kind description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, low effort is a Nintendo staple. Yeah, I, just, I was kind of pissed it wasn't even an OLED. It's just like, I guess you're getting a free Mario game with it. You're basically paying the same price... As a regular switch, whatever. Right, and they're just cobbling it together from their extras in their warehouse. Like, oh, we got. Yeah, it's really they're not really they're not really giving you anything. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we still haven't seen anything about a special Zelda release or anything. But maybe they're saving that for a special direct closer to the release of uh, Breath of the Wild Two, also known as TOTK. Yeah, we still got uh, we still got a couple months, I guess, before we get. Before we get the official, the official Tears of the Kingdom stuff, did you have any other uh, Switch memories moments that you wanted to add on here? Not really. It's a great system that saved Nintendo's ass. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they, I think they could have like fucked up like a few more times before. Uh, it's they, true, but they got a lot of like, money as far in the as, bank. As far as like securing the the uh, you know the zeitgeist and whatever the memes and stuff, like they sort of did that. You know, with Mario Kart Eight, they got. They got the Luigi Death Stare. That was Nintendo getting into like the main, but like you can't like it's hard to watch a, an episode of SNL without some sort of mention of Nintendo anymore. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's back. In, it's back in the zeitgeist because of the Switch, is what I'm trying to say. Like, and not just in a like people reflecting on the old days. It's it's relevant, and it's not you know. And when people hear Nintendo, they hear uh, video games. That you hear Sony, you hear lots of things. You hear Microsoft, you hear lots of things. You hear Nintendo, you think games, and I'm happy that it's still like that because of the Switch. For sure. Even though I do, uh, I mean, the Switch is a little, it is, it is a little long in the tooth, but uh, oh, absolutely. But I, I mean, like I said before, it's it was already a generation behind when it <laughs> launched, but now it's two generations behind. But it's but between it's phones it's and tablets, you know, and doesn't really matter. Computers and everything, just like. 
you know, things just getting so much better, so much quicker from year to year and having to upgrade every year. It is kind of nice that there's this thing that you can just still play that came out six years ago and it's still fine. That's the Switch, which seems so new at the time, but now seems so old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still, I mean, you, you, you still play it somewhat. I mean, I, I still play it. I, mean, oh, I played I'm, it today. I mean, I'm playing 3DS, so I mean, what, what do I know? <laughs> it's probably the best value as far as like what I paid for a console versus how much I played of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got so much shit on it, and still and still going. There's still more stuff coming, so I think this year will still be will still be a pretty big year for the Switch. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there uh, is there any extra new stuff that you want to talk about? I was trying to give a quick really. look through. Well, I mean, there's a game. Did you see this? Uh, I'm sure you did. War Groove Two has been officially announced. Oh, that just got announced earlier st- earlier today, right? Yeah. I uh, I thought you'd be happy about that because you were super into War Group 1. Yeah, I mean, I never did finish the first one, but uh, I mean, that goes to show uh, the world's so ready for those war games. They don't care about real war. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm just, uh, I just hope that War Group 2 doesn't come out the same time as uh, Advance Wars uh, Reboot Camp. <laughs> they just, yeah. they come out in the same month and then uh, nobody cares about Advance Wars. I mean, War Groove is a good game. I just I just felt like Advance Wars has just gone through so much shit where yeah. I've been a lot of us have been waiting and I'm going to buy it regardless just because it's been it's been like in development forever. Well, not in development, it's been done. It's been waiting for it to it's be been released forever. Yeah. But I just feel like I have to get it just to just to throw something to the Advance Wars series just because it, they I mean, but there hasn't been a new game of that since what? The DS game, I think the second DS Advance Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, there were, there was Battalion Wars, but they were different. They were completely different games. They weren't That's what like I, was a, I think there was a Battalion Wars on the Wii. Yeah, there was Battalion Wars too. There was Battalion Wars on GameCube and Wii, but those were those games played completely different than the regular Advance Wars games. I consider them their own different game. Spinoffs. Yeah, they they didn't they they wasn't the regular like uh, top down turn based strategy as as the other ones were. So that sort of thing. But yeah, War Groove Two. Hopefully it's not coming up that quick. And another, actually, another thing I should mention. This is a this is a pretty cool thing. That game that I mentioned kickstarting last week has actually been doing really well. They've actually already they already completed their first goal, and they've been mentioned by other sites. I thought it was we were cool. We were one of the first ones to mention it. But now, like Nintendo Life and Game Explain and all, and IGN and all those people are actually talking about it, even though we talked about it last week. But as of right now, they're at thirty-five thousand, and their goal was twenty thousand, and it's only been up for like nine days, so that's pretty awesome. And they still have twenty-one more days to go. And I oh, did, yeah. and I did talk to the guy briefly, so hopefully he'll be. He seemed very excited to be on the show. Um, we'll see how busy he is. He said, "Hit me up in a couple of weeks," so we'll we'll see. Yeah. We'll see he how busy he is then. Be like but it seems like that game is weeks. the game is really blowing up. Like I saw on Twitter, he was saying that um, you know, wrestlers were contacting him, like professional wrestlers were actually you know, emailing him or messaging him through Twitter about it. So everybody seems to be very excited about the game. So hasn't been, uh, hasn't been too hard to, to raise the money there. And I'm, I'm, and that's cool. You know, it's funny that people say, you know, that now you see the regular, whatever video game companies being like, Hey, uh, officially announced for switch. It's like, well, the Kickstarter said it was coming to switch. It's not, nothing changed. Yeah. Like originally, already knew. it was already planned for switch. Like I, you know, I, I specifically kickstarted the one, the switch level that had the that had like the um, the physical game on there, but I guess it, they've added extra stuff for other for other systems as well. So yeah, but I think it's I think it's cool that they're they're getting all that getting all that support because I think the game looks really great. 
And I think yeah, we talked we talked about all the Mario all the Marten stuff that's coming out. I mean, we maybe we could mention this bug that Kotaku talked about in Scarlet and Violet. I don't exactly understand sure. it, but uh, apparently you can lose your whole save file due to some bug. I thought it had something to do with linking it up to Pokemon Go. Is what is what I thought it was, but I didn't really. I didn't uh, really... Pokemon Home. Oh, Home. Okay, I, I thought I thought it was Go because they're well because in in the Pokemon oh, Presents, Pokemon Go or Home, yeah. Because in Pokemon Presents, they said that they just added stuff that would link it to Pokemon Go, so I thought that that was where the bug came from. The new update. I, I don't know. I haven't played that game since November of last year. It sounds like just any sort of thing you might do to interface the game with anything else could delete your save file or make you lose all your shinies. Which is probably even worse for some people. Yeah, I don't have any shinies, but still, I mean, losing anything on on a game like that that you put multiple hours into is just not cool. And they um don't they like not let you back back it up? I don't think I don't think you can back up Pokemon or Splatoon. So not sure. Yeah, it's a with uh, Pokemon or Splatoon. I don't think you can back up your game saves anyway. So that's annoying. Like they they go like with they're connected to your profile. So if you want to switch it from one system to another, that's how you do it. But yeah, happy switch anniversary, everybody. Do you have any plans for uh, Mar 10 Day on Friday? It's like, does anybody do anything for Mario Day? I never do, but since I'm playing Mario and Luigi games now again, maybe that counts. If I thought about it, something. it'd be kind of funny to wear Mario hats at work or something, but then I worry about actually like, writing it. Yeah, happy Mar 10 Day. Grease. And there, and there's a, isn't there like a, I mean, don't we have like a direct for the movie coming up like tomorrow? I think we do. It's soon, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, well, yeah. That's true. It's the tenth for Japan, but the ninth for us. Yeah. So it's uh. So we have that. I don't even know what. I don't even know. It's what the time final it is. trailer, I believe. Yeah, and they said there wasn't going to be any any video game stuff, obviously. Right. So we won't see that. But yeah, get out there. Get out there. Play your play your Mario Kart eight. Play your Metroid Fusion. Play what? Play uh. I know that's not Mario, but it still came out this week. So yeah, you should play. There's it. a lot of good shit. It's close enough. Switch. It's close um, enough. Lots of Mario stuff. Play all those different colored birdos. They're, they're, they're very cool. Yeah, I want to try a different birdo. I want to try a... What did you say? There's a green birdo? I gotta try it. There's a green birdo. Yeah, there's a white and black birdo, actually. I went with black birdo first, because... I mean, who's seen that ever? I mean, I haven't. That's like the Boshi of birdos. It's just the... Just how the regular birdo. Yeah, they, no, there's like... There's like nine of them or something like that, at least. Different birdos to check out. So check that out. And also... Check out patreon.com slash Podcast, where you can go to to hear our bonus episodes. We just did an episode where we talked about our favorite uh, Player 2s for February, for the second second month, second character. Talked about our, our uh, favorite second players. It was a fun episode to do. Plus, the uh, WRT Radio stuff is up now for last month. Give a give it a listen. There's a lot of good stuff in there, I think. It was a rocking, it was a rocking episode. I listened to it. I mean, I made it, but after I made it, I wanted to listen to all of it because it, cause it sounded good. You can check all that stuff, different levels. You know, you get the extra episodes, or you get the WRT radios, or you get the bonus videos where you can watch us talk uh, on the day of whenever we record it, so you can see it early and all that stuff. Find that stuff. And also, uh, twitch.tv slash Podcast. I just streamed Dead Cells. Who knows what I'll stream next week, but I try to stream every Monday if I'm around, Monday night. And check that out there. And also YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find. Uh, there's, uh, I think the last thing that was posted was videos of us playing Goldeneye on there. Check that out. But yeah, uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. And if you want to, you know, let us know how what you think about the show and respond to the questions and all that, go to 
the Facebook community page. Just look up Nintendo Main and you'll find it. And uh, I post post uh, questions every week about different things, and we love reading your responses and whatnot. But thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.